Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking you through what my financial goals were these past five years and what my financial goals are going into 2021. This was highly requested. I did a post on Instagram recently about what my 2020 goals were and which one of those I was able to accomplish, which ones I was able to check off. And a lot of people asked me, okay, cool for 2020, but what were your goals in the past? Like what were were your goals the year before and the year before that? And so I'm going to break down. I went and found a list of, I am a big journal person, a big notepad in my phone person. And so it was not hard to find because I'm always writing down new goals and stuff. So I have every single year written down. So I'm going to walk you through them. Before I dive in, I want to remind you, if you are listening to this in real time, that means there are four days left to sign up for this month's masterclass. And this, it goes perfectly with this episode because this month's masterclass is all about how to financially plan for the year, how to financially plan for 2021. It's called um, make 2021 your year when it comes to finances. And this is something where Every single year I sit down, I sit down and I set these goals. But in addition to setting these goals, I also do a deep dive into the year, into what my expenses will look like, where my priorities are shifting, mistakes I made in the past year, um, how I'm going to hit these big goals and and really the energy shift too of what I want to leave in 2020, what I want to go into 2021. And every single year I do this and it is transformational in hitting these goals. And so if you're like, how does she decide what these goals are? How does she hit these crazy goals? Because they are crazy. And every single year I made them, they felt crazy. And um, I'm going to show you how to do that in the masterclass. So we'll put the link in the show notes. You can sign up for one time for $37. It's a two hour masterclass. It's so freaking good. Or you can sign up for the membership where every single month we have a new topic. Again, this one is how to plan for your year of finances. And then you, if you sign up for the monthly membership, you get it for $24. So save a little bit of money. All right. So, and make sure pause this, go and do that now before you forget. And then we will dive in. Okay. So I'm going to start in 2015 because I want to point this out. In 2015, I did not have financial goals. I went back and looked at my um, where I set my goals for 2015, and not one of them was a financial goal. Not one of the goals that I'd set for myself in 2015 was a financial goal. I didn't care about finances at that point. 
they were a huge stressor for me, but I thought at that time that I was the girl that was bad with money. No matter what I did, no matter how hard I tried, I just felt stuck. I felt like I could never get ahead with money, never do anything. So why set goals? Like that was my mentality. That wouldn't have even crossed my mind to set a financial goal because I literally put off finances. I put off dealing with it, thinking about it, um, and really just ignored it. And so I wanted to point that out because if you're someone who you've not done that in the past, like you haven't set financial goals or haven't known like what to do or whatever felt lost. That was me in 2015, five years ago. So do not fret, do not worry. That was the entirety of my 2015 financial goals, not a nothing zero. Then we move on to 2016. Okay. 2016. I had one goal, one financial goal, and it was to start paying off debt, start paying off debt. And that was it. I didn't have a number. I didn't have a a goal. I, I didn't have whatever. It literally was just start paying off debt. And that was huge to me. That was the first time I'd ever set a financial goal. It was super freaking vague, but that's how big of a deal this was that I was even starting, that my whole goal was to start. My whole goal wasn't, you know, do all of these crazy things and pay off a million dollars of debt. It was literally just start doing it. And I did. Boom. Started, started to pay off debt in 2016. All right, going into 2017, and these will get like a little bit longer here. This isn't going to be like a two-minute episode. So 2017, I had four financial goals. So this year, I got a little bit more detailed, and here they are. Okay, so the first one was to land a job, (laughs) land a job and negotiate a higher starting salary. In 2017, I was still in college. I graduated in May of 2017. But so when it was December 2016, when I was making these goals to go into January of 2017, I didn't know what I was going to do after college. And so it was to land a job and it was to negotiate a higher starting salary because I'd been reading a lot about that and, um, you know, studying up on how to do that. I did do that in 2017. I landed the dream job I wanted and negotiated a higher starting salary. Okay. Okay. The second one, my second goal was to decline last semester of student loans. So for, so I, my last semester of college was January, 2017 to May, 2017. And every single other semester of college, I took out a loan and I was supposed to have to take out a $3,000 loan, three or $4,000 loan in, um, 2017. And I declined it and just picked up overtime at my job and did all those other things so I wouldn't have to take out more debt, but so I would be able to pay that off. Looking back, it would have made more sense to take the loan, but then start paying off my um, loans that had been accruing interest early on, but whatever, that's besides the point. Um, So I did decline that. I declined that last semester of student loans and then just hustled, picked up extra, extra hours at work. I had a bunch of part-time jobs at this time. I'd like, I had five part-time jobs. I think I was working in the mailroom. I was babysitting. I worked at a company where I literally picked up lunch and brought it downtown to 
this office and like cleaned and did some things. I was tutoring and did I say tutoring? Mailroom, babysitting, bringing lunch, tutoring, and what else was I doing? I know I had a fifth one. Um, oh, and I was a personal assistant. So I had five part-time jobs. I was constantly working and was able to pick up more hours at all of them and decline that last semester. And I was really, really, really proud of that. Okay. Number three was to create a baby emergency fund. So I didn't write an amount. So I don't know what that is. It was probably around, I don't know, maybe, but to save that amount. And I did not keep it in a high yield savings account because I didn't know that's where you were supposed to keep it. I just probably kept it in my like checking account or savings account, but I did create that. And then the last one, which this was sounded insane to me. This sounded insane to me to pay off, but my goal was to pay off $25,000 of debt in 2017. And I actually ended up paying off more than that because um, I just had a higher salary than I thought I was going to. Because remember, at this time when I made this goal, I had no idea what my salary was going to be. So I did end up paying off the $25,000 of debt. Okay, so then going into 2018, I had four goals. Number one was to become debt-free, and I did that in... May of 2018. And so I paid off $36,447 in 18 months. So I did become debt free. Um, The second one was to save $10,000 for an emergency fund, like a big emergency fund now that I was debt free. So I grew that emergency fund, did that. Um, My goal, my third goal was to max out my Roth IRA and or yeah, well, it doesn't say Roth IRA, but I'm assuming that's what I meant by this. But basically max out my Roth IRA was my goal. And I was not, I was able to not only max out my Roth IRA, but also, um, my retirement grew to $10,000 that year. So that was, I was really, really, really proud of that. And then, um, my fourth goal was to get a raise and a promotion at work. And I did get both of those. I was really, really proud of hitting those goals. Okay, going into 2019. So I had five goals in 2019, which 2019 still feels like, I, I still feel like we're about to end 2019 instead of ending 2020. It's so crazy to me that 2020 is at this point like days away from being over. But so these are my five 2019 goals. Number one, financially plan to be the maid, a maid of honor twice and um, go to a Mexico wedding. So my best friend Sylvie got married in 2019 and my sister got married in 2019 and I was a maid of honor in both weddings. They were like two of the best days of my life. And, um, but it also is a financial responsibility to be in any weddings, to go to any weddings. And so I wanted to, you know, financially plan for that. And then also, um, Shay's cousins who I love and adore, they got married in Mexico in 2019 and we, Shay and I really wanted to go, of course we had to save for that. So that was the first one was financially planning for attending weddings basically. Okay, number two 
was to get another raise at work. And I did do that. I did get another raise at work. Number three was to max out uh, my Roth IRA again. I did that. Number four was to quit my job, which I remember that was the one where I was like, this is insane. I will never be able to do that. And I did quit my corporate job in 2019 to go full-time CEO and deeper the money. And then my fifth financial goal for 2019 was to save $32,000 for a house because originally um, our goal, my, my goal, mine and Shay's goal was that we wanted, we were going to move to Kansas City. Well, we didn't even know we were going to do that, but move to Kansas City, live downtown for one year and then buy a house. But we moved downtown and we we loved it so much. I mean, we still live downtown. We love it so much that we were like, never mind. We do not want to buy a house right now. We re-signed again. So we've lived there for two years, lived downtown for two years, and we still love it. So that was originally the goal was we would save for a down payment, buy a house, but then we were like, psych, just kidding. <laughs> we went away. So those are my 2019 goals. And I did hit, I think I hit all those. Yeah, hit those. Okay. 2020 goals, and then I will tell you what my goals are for 2021. Okay, so 2020 goals were to save $200,000 for a house. We did that. Um, that was awesome. I'm really proud um, that I did that. The second one, and I wish there was like a numeric number attached to this, my second number, I wrote a whole lot of investing because at that point I hadn't met with my financial advisor and my accountant on figuring out like what I wanted to invest, what we wanted to save for a house and kind of like, um, I hadn't figured out the number yet, so I didn't want to write a number down. So based on the metric, a whole lot of, I'm going to say yes, because I did do a whole lot of investing. And then number three was combine finances with Shay when we get married. We did not get married in 2020 because of um, COVID. So that we did not combine our finances. We still have separate finances. Number four, hit $300,000 personal net worth. Um, my net worth did surpass $300,000. Um, and then the last one, Shay becoming debt free. And he did that as well. So that was, so we did some of those, didn't do some of those. Okay, now here are my goals for 2021. And I want to preface this by saying every single year, every single year in 26, starting in 2016, I thought these goals were crazy. I thought there was no way I was going to be able to do this. And every single year I was able to hit most of them. And so if you're going to learn and I, I'm a nosy person and I really like knowing what people's numeric goals are, which is why I'm kind of pulling back the curtain because nobody actually talks about this stuff. But I also don't, I, like, I want you to know, as I'm about to tell you my 2021 financial goals, that these sound impossible to me. Like, these really, really, really sound impossible. <laughs> But these are my goals anyway. <laughs> these are my goals anyway. So, so yeah, here they go. Okay. Um, number one, buy a house. 
buy a house. Um, number two, hit one million in revenue in 2021. A couple things I want to touch on that. One, as a reminder, that's not my paycheck. That is the total revenue goal of the company. Um, also, what I want to say is that our goal is to have hit a million in revenue in 2021 alone. A lot of people, which this really drives me crazy, a lot of people will call themselves, say, I'm a se- I own a seven-figure business when their business has done seven figures, aka a million in revenue in the span of a couple years or in the span of five years or 10 years. That's not a seven-figure business. A seven-figure business is a business that does seven figures of revenue every single year or that year. So reminder, um, it's our goal to have a million in revenue in 2021. So that's more of like a money goal for DTM, not necessarily for me, but it just, it's so near and dear to my heart that I want to, it's like my, you know, number one thing to have this company grow and change more lives and do all the things. Okay. Number three, dream wedding and dream honeymoon. We are probably spending, um, to give you numbers, we're probably spending like $35,000 on our wedding and it would have been less than that. However, we lost like, I don't know, ten over $10,000 having to cancel our wedding and then re-plan it. So that was kind of a buzzkill, but um, and it is being more now than we'd originally planned. Um, number four, invest six figures. Number five, save for a big project. I can't tell you what that big project is. I have it written down, but I can't tell it to you yet. But I wanted to put it in here. So then down the road, once it's happened, then I can tell you what the numbers were and what we're doing. Okay, number six, double what we gave in 2020. So giving financially is a huge reason, a huge thing that drives me. It's a huge part of the reason I want to be massively wealthy is to be able to give so much. And, um, I don't have the exact number of what we gave this year because the year's not over, but, um, yeah. So as soon as I calculate that, I'll write that down, but I I wanted to tell you what it is, even though I don't have the exact numbers yet. And then when I give you an update on these goals, then I can, I will give you the exact numbers then create two more streams of income. So diversifying where our money is coming in from. And then lastly, increase net worth to 600,000 is again, a goal that seems wild, seems so crazy, seems absolutely insane to me, but I'm throwing it out there and I'm going big. I'm going big or, you know, go big or go home. So those are my goals for 2021. And those are how it grew. Those are really how it grew from 2015 when I had literally zero goals, um, zero financial goals into now having goals that just absolutely terrify me in the best way. So that's a wrap for today's episode. If you love the transparency, first let me start with this. If you hate the transparency, touch base with yourself. It's okay to be triggered, but ask yourself why you're triggered because that's going to help you identify limiting beliefs about money that you have for yourself. So it's okay if you're triggered. I'm okay with that. Um, so if you're mad and upset from this episode, go do some journaling. I promise 
it's so it's so helpful in your journey to financial freedom to get triggered around money because it helps you identify what you're struggling with and what where your limiting beliefs are. If you love the episode, go leave a review. We appreciate it. It means the world to me. I go and read them and it just like makes my heart explode. And we will see and don't forget to sign up for the masterclass for this month on how to how you can set these goals in a way that feels really scary, but also to where you're really supported. Um, and that is about it. We are wrapping up 2020 from the Deeper Than Money podcast, and we will see you back next year. Ha ha ha. Um, but also next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.